podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the second Rugby World Cup 2023 match preview pod ahead of Ireland slash Butonga on Saturday night in Nantes. It was plain sailing for Ireland last weekend, but Andy Farrell surprised Manny by sticking to cohesion over rotation this weekend's matchup with the physical Tongans. It's just myself this afternoon, so I'll try and keep it short and sweet as we look ahead to this Pool B clash. And we will start things off by looking at the teams. Starting with Ireland's 23, captained once again by Johnny Sexton, who partners longtime colleague Conor Murray at halfback, as Ireland looks set to hand out caps to 29 of the 33 men in the squad by this weekend. It reads as follows, starting with the backs. At fullback, Hugo Keenan. Mac Hansen returns to start on the right wing with Gary Ringrose and Bundyaki retained at centre. James Lowe starts on the left wing, and as we mentioned, Johnny Sexton captures the side at 10, with Conor Murray at 9. The four-pack sees a return for Ronan Keller at hooker, flanked either side by Leinster teammates Andrew Porter and Tyke Furlong. Tyke Byrne reverts back to second row and his partner's James Ryan. Peter O'Mahony is moved to blindside to accommodate the return in Josh van der Fleer at 7, with Caelan Doris rounding out the side at number 8. And on the substitutes bench, we have Rob Herring, Dave Kilcoyne, Finley Bealham, Ian Henderson, Ryan Baird, Craig Casey, Ross Byrne, and Robbie Henshaw, who recovers from a knock having been named on the bench last weekend, but having to drop out. So first and foremost, the main talking point for this Irish side has to be cohesion, with Farrell banking on that and trying to get the team up to speed. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of talk from, from people who watch the game back, pundits, analysts, is... Ireland probably weren't as sharp against Romania as they would have liked, you know, you know, not hitting the right lines at the right times, just timings and different things slightly awry. And that will happen, especially when I suppose you're playing at a team slightly beneath your level and it becomes very easy. It is easy to make mistakes that wouldn't be exploited, you know, to, to force the pass, which Ireland have a tendency to do anyway with their with their on ball brand. And going with cohesion is probably not a bad thing. I, I've said it before. If you want to win a World Cup, you need a strong 15, sorry, not a strong 15. You need a strong 23, at most maybe 26. The 33-man is really just in case of emergencies. Most teams don't recover from having a couple of injuries. Um, You, you know, you look back at previous um, World Cup squad South Africa made two changes to their squad back in 2019 neither of those were, were starting players New Zealand made two changes to their squad in 2015 this is all mid-tournament and both of those were in the 23 both a prop but considering how dominant New Zealand were in 2015 they're almost a, an outlier in some regards in 2011 France, New Zealand made three changes two of those were starters of course one of them famously Dan Carter who got injured and I suppose realistically New Zealand were lucky to win that World Cup and South Africa also made three changes to their squad in 2007 across the tournament. Two of those are starters in De Villiers and BJ Botha and 
I suppose you look at that trend at all, and you look at even South Africa now. There's reports even Edspeth could miss the Ireland game. Malcolm Marks is out of the tournament. You know, Pollard could get back in potentially as early as this weekend. The Kanye Am is out, possibly could get back in, but it's very unlikely at this stage. Likewise, Lou Diager. Maybe injuries are catching up to these sides, and that's where people take a step back and they say, well, why are we throwing out the big guns in this game? Well, Ireland Arms also aren't going to win a World Cup if they're not firing on all cylinders. You look at Munster, who are, again, an on-ball team, and their runs to the URC. They had to fight fire with fire, and they had to take the risk. You know, there was there was no such thing as let's rotate. And they did have injuries. Peter O'Mahony, Orkis Snayman, Malachi Fekitoa, who are to play this weekend. These guys got injured against against Glasgow. There was a couple of injuries against the Sharks in the final um, round of, of regular season fixtures. And that's what happens. And that's why you have to be able to, if if you want to get the momentum that Ireland so desperately feel like they need, yes, they were very good last weekend. No doubt about that. But you have to get reps. And the reality is Ireland's warm-up games without Johnny Sexton meant that no matter what, who we put at 12 or who we put at 9, like it's great to get minutes into Ross Byrne and Jack Crowley, but realistically, Johnny Sexton's going to play 10 for as many minutes as, as he is able to in this Rugby World Cup. And that is just part of it. You know, you see Jack Conan is out. Dan Sheehan is out at the moment. Like... Ireland will be better off having them in this game. And maybe last week was the time to experiment. But obviously they felt like a week would be too short a time coming into South Africa game. And as well as that, if they win here today or on tomorrow night, Saturday night, you have a situation where like realistically Ireland win with bonus points and it's four tries doesn't feel like a lot for this Irish team. They could be on 10 points after two games. There'd be a point ahead of South Africa. And before Scotland have even kicked a ball again a second time, they could be, what, 10 points behind Ireland? Could they even? When did they play their next game? They play, actually, they played Tonga the night after Ireland played South Africa. So one of those teams is going to be on 14, 15 points, realistically, by the time South Africa, Scotland get a chance to go again. And yes, they'll have a game in hand. But that's kind of what we're looking at here if Ireland can get the win here the pressure is it doesn't ease but you know with if they get a win that they feel good about it is very very important and they can they can roll on from there I suppose and you know you look at those selection decisions what sort of a would an eye to next week against South Africa what are we likely to see like we it is not beyond the rounds of possibility that we see Conor Murray start against South Africa um, because Conor Murray's playing very good rugby. I would prefer to have him on the bench simply because, as I've outlined before, he is more suited to those end-of-game scenarios. If we have to suck the life out of a game, he is way more suited to it, for instance. And he can play well alongside Crowley or Burn. It doesn't really matter who we have there. Um, So apart from that then, does Roland Keller get the nod? Personally, I don't think so. I think Sheehan comes straight back in to start against South Africa. All all the inclination is that he'll be fit for that game, so he comes back in. I actually think potentially Herring could get the nod over Keller on the bench, depending on how Keller goes this weekend as well. And then 
do you see Ty Byrne move to six is a big question. I wrote about that during the week. I can definitely see it happening and it will be a, a statement of intent of sorts for Ireland because of, you know, if you have a situation where you're leaving out a world-class flanker and leaving them on the bench, holding them in reserve, it's not something we've seen too often for Irish sides. No matter how well we were coming into a, a World Cup, we, we never really had that. And Burns' selection at lock may suggest, you know, he'll be at lock next weekend. Maybe with Etzebeth potentially out, does it level the playing field? It's hard to know. You know, like, you, it's hard to know which way South Africa would go with that second row pairing. It's very unlikely we see Klein and Snaman both start, but we could definitely see one of them start. Um, and I suppose, you know, if you're if you want to go down that route, um, well Ty Byrne knows them, so you know, it'll be fine. It's not as simple as that. That's an oversimplification of the process, but we'll certainly know what to look out for, as will all the Irish players. And another selection point that you could look at is again Bundiaki at twelve. I thought he was fantastic last week. I could you could kind of see it coming from him after his after his warm up games. He looked really really sharp in those and was really really good against Romania. Probably deserved to get man of the match. Peter Manny got the nod, but I thought Aki was was just sublime, just really really good. And I think he is ahead of Henshaw now. Henshaw on the bench could possibly be covering that bench role next week. People would say, "Oh, Jimmy O'Brien, Keith Earls, more versatility," but. You know, Farrell has has often gone back to, has gone back to a Henshaw or an Aki, and or even a McCluskey or Hume, and put them in the number twenty three shirt. And I suppose, why why change? Why change? Because they, with Henshaw, you know, he's he's certainly not going to lose you any games. He's going to win you more, as well. A man for the big moment if he's on that bench alongside, say, Conor Murray. Alongside maybe Rob Herring, Ian Henderson, um, it, it looks like it'll be too too soon for for Dave or for not for Dave Coyne, apologies for Jack Conan. But if you have even Beelham, like you've got lads who are experienced, who've been asked to plug and play for Six Nations and for Autumn Games and have done a great job. So absolutely, I think this is an Ireland squad that is primed for that South African game. What do I want to see from Ireland? I want to see, I suppose, I just want to see timing is going right, the line-out looking a bit better. Ireland had the worst line-out in the Six in the six Nations, apologies, in the World Cup last weekend. But they threw to the tail more often than anyone else. They were trying things. They were probably trying first-phase moves. They were trying, you know, different um, calls to the line-out, be it going long. And I do feel like if, you know, the SH1T hits the fan against South Africa. You're going to see Peter O'Mahony at the front like he did against Scotland when we absolutely needed him. And I think that's the game that I, I like going back to because when the chips are down, when things are going wrong, how do Ireland react? Players like O'Mahony have done it for for 10 years now. And, you know, that I think that's what we're more likely to see against South Africa because, you know, the opposition set piece is probably going to be the most important facet of that game. You know, South Africa, yes, they got all their power, but you can be ready for them on strike plays. But if you're turning over their possession and you have them going backwards, or if you have, you know, Arlen win their line out, they get quick ball, say it's a Bundiaki running up the middle up against uh, 
a Libok Dale Ende channel and Ireland are getting go forward off that because South Africa weren't ready. You know, they weren't they weren't in a defensive role ready to go. I think Ireland could really make make hay in that game. And you know, what did Scotland do wrong? I think Scotland just allowed themselves to get bullied. They taught they played with a bit of naivety, I felt like, and they got absolutely smothered. Don't see Ireland doing that next weekend. But that's for another day's conversation because we have this Tonga game, of course, looming. And we'll move on to the Tongan side now. Many of these players you would know the name of, which wasn't always the case for, for Tonga in particular. They line up with Charles Pieto at fullback, Celesi Pieto, as he is listed um, for the World Cup. Afusipa Tamipao is on the right wing with a very familiar centre pairing of Munster's Malachi Fetor, or formerly of Munster even, and former Connacht man Peter Aki, now of Toulouse. Solomon Kata is on the left wing with William Havili partnering former all-back Augustine Pulu at half-back. The pack sees Sigrid Fizioli, Polo Gamo and Ben Tamifuna, the former New Zealand or the, the former chief um, prop and you know formerly of Super Rugby, well-known. He starts at tight end and is captain side. The second row is really where we should be looking at. Sam Lousy of Scarlet's Lev Fafita, formerly of Connacht. Two monsters in that second row. I think this is the perfect litmus test for Byrne and Ryan going into next weekend. And you talk about schedule. That's where these things are important. Just to round out the side, Tanjanoa Alafanua is at six. Sione Talatui is at seven. And Vea Fafita, former All Black as well, brother of Leva. And Scarlet's number eight it starts there. He gets the nod over Sione Vailanu, who was on the bench, and we'll talk about that in a minute. The Glasgow number eight, who has had an absolutely incredible season. But he's on the subs bench alongside Sam Molly, Tao Kolamatengi, Sosefo Apikotoa, apologies there, Tamisi Pea, Sabole Funaki, Sione Vialu, as I said, Santane Takalua, and Fin Inisi. And I suppose the talk point has to be then, you know, the stars that they have. You know, got former All Blacks, they've got guys who've ripped up trees in the Champions Cup or in the URC, for instance, or in Top 14, you know, all the big competitions. And, you know, you look at someone like Charles Pieter, how do you negate Charles Pieter? Well, you don't kick loosely to him. And I think how Ireland will try and look to Pieter is how they will look to, say, if they were playing against the French back three mixed with the English back three. The English back three will not counter-attack, but you give them space to clean up. But as you hassle them on every kick, they are a bit limited. And the French back three, if you kick to them loosely, they will come back at you with change. And that's how Ireland will will target Pieto. In some ways, as you read through this team, you realise there's lovely warm-ups in this Tonga team. Tonga may not have the quality. They're an ageing side. A bit of past glories about them. But there is matchups here that would give Ireland a great run out before the next game. And for me, you look at the centre pairing, Malachi Fekito and Peter Aki. Aki in the last couple of years, and I don't like saying since he left Connacht, he's been better. It's nothing like that. But since he moved to Toulouse, he's been he's been really, really good for them. He's been a mainstay at 12. And Fekitoa, you know, he finished the season so strong for Munster as that kind of opening defender, almost a not a wing hybrid because he obviously doesn't line out in the wing, but he's that aggressive 13 and 
Now, I haven't seen a lot of Tonga to tell you exactly how to defend, but Mala has always been known for being an aggressive defender. And I think what Ireland will get there, it's easy to look at the South African game, but Fekito and Aki are big men. You know, It's not even that. I actually think this is potentially a great dry run for the Scotland game because what we're getting there is Pete Aki is a lovely ball player, really soft hands. He will make ground on his own. You know, he's strong, he's powerful. He's kind of small. He's got a... He's got kind of that low center of gravity, power through contact. I think he's a better player than someone like Tui Pilotto, for instance. And in Fekitoa, attacking wise, he's not the he's not as strong as he is defensively, in my, in my opinion. I think he's a very strong defender. But he runs great lines off of, you know, it was Fresh at Munster. It it could be anyone really. And I I really like the look of this Tongan side, this Tongan, you know. 23. So for me, Aki and Fekitoa, Aki against Aki in the 12s, Aki and Fekitoa is a perfect dry run for the Scotland game. For what Hugh Jones and Tui Pilato can bring, you know, Hugh Jones run those sharp lines, Tui Pilato with the soft hands and the power through contact. And just going to take a quick break here and then we will move on to their forward pack. Apologies for that, folks. We are back once again, and we jump back into where we were with the, the Tongan side. And have a look to that back line, the centre pairing in particular. You know, obviously, should should give a, a shout-out to Augustine Pulu. Very good scrum half as well. But Pulu, I expect, will get probably a better platform than what he'll get against South Africa. Um, But that depends on how, you know, things go in front of him. I think... With Ben Tamifuna, very good tight head prop. You know, huge, huge man. Probably not an area that Ireland are going to target, but Lousy and Fifita are really interesting. You know, two URC players, two very good URC players. Lousy has a hot streak in him. There's there's no point in uh, backing away from that, but a, a very talented, powerful um, lock. And Lev Fifita, probably as, as good of a tight head lock as... There was, you know, out, yeah, maybe not in Ireland, but, you know, in definitely the best tight end lot in, in Connacht last year. I think under Dewalt Senegal, he kicked on and was a was a powerful force for them and helped, you know, I think Oshin Dowling is going to be that role for them now going forward and has really helped him improve. And probably, you know, a great test for Ireland ahead of next week because these lads are just going to try and disrupt and they're going to try and slow down. Ryan and Vern from their their usual proficiency um at the at the second row position. Fia Fafita then's at number eight. And Fafita is, is a is a strange one because you could, I suppose you know, you could make this case, you know, do you move him out of the way and get um apologies and get it right, Vailanu. Sayoni Vailanu of Glasgow, do you try and just get him on the field? Because you know, Vefita has has played in a number of different positions. He's played, you know, flanker more than he's played at number eight historically. Um, so definitely would have been an option that they could have went for to to get Vailanu in there, but I just you know, Fafita's he's gonna try and cause some damage, isn't he? Very, very good player, as I said, you know, you see him an awful lot out in the wide channels for for Scarlets and he's got that turn of pace for a big man. But again, with this Tongan team, 
I think their names probably precede them a, a bit too much. I think they're they're good. They're they're not quite great. There's a reason why, you know, an awful lot of these guys they're not necessarily all playing at the top clubs. You know, Charles Peter's a good player. He's at Bristol. It's not you know, Bristol isn't exactly a great place. You know, Peter Aki's at Toulouse. In fairness, but you know, Lev Fafita's got a prodigy too, and Ina, Lousy and Fafita at Scarlets, Malachi Fekitoa's gone to Benetton. Albeit this, you know, probably would have been at a top club, but it's believed Benetton was the place he wanted to go to more than anything. So as much as they have those few players, you know, Peter Fekitoa, Aki, Hulu, Tamifuna, Lausi, Fafita, Fafita, Fafita squared, I suppose, and Bailanu, that's probably not enough. And I can see them giving Scotland a bit of a rattle um on Sunday week and putting up some I can see Scotland maybe making a few changes and things like that. I think Tonga could, could try and excite and try and play a, a fun brand of rugby, but I just think they'll come up short. And as for this weekend, I expect it to be physical and all that in the first while, but you know, historically they are not the strongest of the Pacific Island nations. You know, that's just that's just the way it is. Um you look back over their, their recent fixtures, they, they lost to Japan, they lost to Samoa, they beat Canada, in, in fairness, twice in August, and they lost to Fiji. But like 16 points worse off than Fiji, you know, 25 points worse off than Samoa and lost by five to Japan. So whereabouts are they? I think they are between, you know, somewhere between on, on, underneath those and maybe definitely a, a lot stronger than than Romania, I would imagine. Um, but you know, it's about gelling it together. Like, it's, like they've got Adam Coleman, for instance, who has yet to play for them, yet to be capped. You know, Malachi, in fairness, made the move a while ago. But they do have players who are kind of new to the system, new to the side, and that that takes it out of a team. You know, it really does. Like, and I think they'll. They'll have an okay World Cup, but I can't see them finishing any better than fourth in the group. And just to, to round things off, you know, with the weekend ahead, what exactly are we expecting? I think we can see, I think we'll see Ireland push on and get a bonus point win, get to 10 points in the pool with a healthy points difference. I think that's all they'll be looking for. Aside from that, if we see improvement in set piece, scrum and line out, Probably focus too much on line out. Scrum is a bit of a weakness at times. Scrum and line out next week, this weekend. We see, you know, the combinations flowing. You know, Murray Sexton, Sexton Aki. Sexton's a big one. I, I know he's playing well. He played well the last day, but it was a bit of a training ground run. You know, let's see him alongside Bundy now when they've got a proper 12 against them. And just, you know, when you have to have a little bit more courage, when you, ha- when you know that, the risk is greater against Aki and Fekitoa or, you know, even against, say, Fafita, Lousy, guys like this. If, if I was to put a number on, I think Ireland will be maybe 20, 20, 25 points, give or take. Weather conditions are a bit unknown. There could be some thundery downpours um, in Nantes on Saturday night. Um, and a bonus point win, I think, you know, Touchwood Ireland come out of this unscathed. If they do that, they're heading into the South African game more than likely with 32 of the 33 players that travelled 
fit and available for the South African game, including Dan Sheehan, or so we're led to believe. And that is exactly where they want to be. Win, stay injury free. I've been saying I've been saying this said this against for the Samoa game as well. You know, improved performance, wins, stay injury free. And that's that's really what it comes down to. So the African game is huge, especially now with you know, you look at France, obviously at the time of recording, we haven't seen New Zealand against Namibia, but New Zealand look shaky in round one. France have a little bit of shakiness in them, which I can see um pulling them down eventually. So it's it's really important that Ireland are ready to go next weekend. This weekend, get the win next weekend. Here we go. This is where the World Cup starts. And at that stage, then you have, you know, what was it, five games in six weeks, of which Scotland could well be all but out of the competition, depending on, you know, things like bonus points, etc. And they could have a semi-final against an Argentina, Australia, England, Wales, Fiji, one of those that they'd be expected to beat and, you know, that aren't have consistently beaten since what, 2021, I suppose. Um, even at that, you know, that was their, they lost to Wales that year. You'd probably go back as far as 2020. Have Ireland really lost games they should have won under Andy Farrell too often? Not too often, I suppose. So certainly win this and then then the World Cup dream. That's when we can start playing it in our heads. Um, stay fit though, stay healthy. That is the main thing. That's all we've time for. This evening, folks, as always, thanks very much for listening. I'll be back on Sunday afternoon with Tom and with Aoife to recap this game with our round review pod, our flagship show coming on Monday night. If you like what you see or hear, please do subscribe, tell a friend, leave a review. It all makes a difference and it is all greatly, greatly appreciated. You can follow my the links to my socials below with, I suppose, a, a couple of announcements, a couple of World Cup stuff, a couple of announcements to come in the, in the few in the future weeks and months and of course all the news insights etc but for now and until next time take it easy if you're over and not enjoy and if not come on Ireland. sports social podcast network